Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. Obviously heart overflowing dream come true. Let's put the over-under on dream come true. Uh, out of my mouth, out of your mouth, out of viewers, uh, guess at 100 times for the week. Over-under. Yeah. What are you going to take? Over-under. Yeah, I'll take, take over. over. Take the over. Just hammering the over. If yeah. comes. I feel guilty that you did all the work and I get to sit here and just talk. But that's okay. <laughs> that's right from the start. Signed up for. That was the deal. With the Rod Peterson Show. Well, uh, how about that? I really got to get... You're on. Put your phone away, kid. We've got business to do. Doing. Is he ever doing business? You, I'm going to tell them what, what it is. Sure. Sorry to embarrass you like that, Moose. It's hour two That's of okay. the program. It's brought to you. Hour two is by our friends at Great Western Original 16 Beer. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. It is uh, Tuesday of Super Bowl week, and we are broadcasting live from the Westin LAX Los Angeles International Airport. Very big hour here. In a minute, you're going to hear why. The Super Bowl volunteer headquarters is right down that hallway. So people continue to get off this elevator, this escalator right here, and they stop and they stare. And I feel like an animal at the zoo, but that's not new. And I just, sometimes I hear what they're saying, and they're like, oh, I, it's a TV show. I, they're on in Philadelphia. Next guy, I, they're on in Boston. The uh, fact is, all of those cities. I, I like the animal at the zoo. You do feel like it. And the way that we've put up all of our um, promotional materials. They stop and they look. It kind of looks like a little cage, yeah. hey? Like, so Game Plus television airs in all those places, 31 states on television. And then we're YouTube live. You said you were going to try and get a television to watch. I was. They could watch. Yeah, I was. It's trying. only Tuesday. We got a few days. That's right. So the other thing, the business that he's doing is Game Plus has a studio here in Los Angeles. So Moose, he rolls with the big boys. He is lining up a tour of the studio in downtown LA that overlooks Crypto.com Arena. So I, I listen. If you're lining that up, man, get back on your phone. We got a tour that we need to get lined up here. Well, it's not just a tour for sightseeing purposes either. It's business. We're doing business. It's a great place to be. And yeah. I'd like to spend more time here. And- of course. Well, I'm over the LA traffic, but that's just me. Yeah. One last thing before we get into the serious topics. There's nothing, folks, like the NFL playoffs. Move over Bills Mafia. It's time for Balls Mafia with our sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. They are here to remind you that the recipe for success in the playoffs is to protect your franchise quarter balls. The road to the Super Bowl is never easy, but the road to your Super Balls is just a few clicks away. Very simply, take take the Lambeau leap and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code RP20 for 20% off and free shipping. Guys, there's nothing like it. Two happy customers right here. 
with separate trimmers. Manscaped.com, promo code RP20. Do it now. If you like this show and what we do every day, give us a hand and support our sponsors who support us. Approved. It is uh, the, the opening of CFL Free Agency today. It has been, quite frankly, somewhat head-spinning more than anything. And I'm, I'm checking in the viewers here. <laughs> Ken's watching in Pittsburgh. And he says, hi, Rod, do you and Moose plan on visiting the L.A. Zoo and saying hello to their zebra? <laughs> I like how you follow along. Uh, we were thinking of the zebra yesterday at uh, Knott's Berry Farm. We were. Well, yeah, Sean jumped in. McCormick from Game Plus jumped into our live video we did on Instagram on the roller coaster. And he, was, he liked the, the zebra. So he said, well, no, it's no zebra show, but we're on a roller coaster. I haven't checked out reviews of the LA Zoo to know what it's all about. I'd be interested in going. We've done some fun things so far, and we've got several days left. We're going to see the Bengals today. Yeah. How about that? Pretty good. How about that? Um, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, she says, We just witnessed the best NFL playoffs ever. And that's the truth. And maybe you will end up in the best NFL Super Bowl ever going to be a great game come Sunday, 3.30 Pacific at SoFi Stadium yeah. between the Bengals and the hometown Los Angeles Rams. I just think this game is rife with storylines. But again, there's a lot of people in this town that I've heard that are crapping on the matchup. I'm like, you got your hometown team. You should just be happy with that. And you've got the Bengals, man. They're the Bengals. Who would you rather have here? The Kansas City Chiefs should probably lose. I know. You know what I mean? That they should be happy with the matchup. They should be. And I think when we talk about that, it's from a national media perspective. You know, these aren't the two biggest fan bases in the National Football League. You know, the storylines are dominated by what Aaron Rodgers is doing because it's more of a national story, right? Or what's happening with Brian Flores. Or, you know, people are even talking about the Dallas Cowboys, right? I mean, it would be nuts if the Cowboys were in this or no. Green Bay or... You know, even a, somebody with a bigger fan base. But you know what? You're right. The storylines are outstanding. This is kind of like a made-for-TV made movie, right? Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, to the CFL talk in a moment, I just want to tell you that our coverage from Los Angeles all week long is brought to you by PCL Limited, Pro Construction Limited. The flexibility to mobilize the right people to deliver unique construction solutions and unwavering focus on delivering value to your business bottom line and the capability to leverage innovation to meet emerging challenges and keep you at the fore. This is PCL, powered by our culture of ownership. There he is. There he is. Moose, you wish we, should we take a commercial break? Are you just, you can just flip them out. Yeah, we can flip out. Hey, Stoli, good to see you. You're not even got a sweat on. What's going on? You're coaching, you're coaching, exactly. Yeah, let's do that. We'll go to the full screen, we'll swap them in. Okay, we're going to do, we're staying on the air? Okay. Yeah, we got. We can use his Six or seven minutes yeah, left in our segment. Of time. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, okay, we're good. So, uh, from Janice, she is watching in Edmonton. She's a Stampeders fan. She says, uh, Ellingson to Winnipeg, free agency is not disappointing. We're going to cover all of that a little later on when our next guest adjourns because we got a lot of stories to get to with Jared Stoll, two-time Stanley Cup champion. And not enough people bring up Memorial Cup champion with the Kootenai Ice. So we'll cover all of those CFL topics a little later on because it is day one of free agency. You can pull that microphone right in there, Jared. 
fun. And uh, hey, you tell me what's up. It's so great to be here. Looks like you got a nice uh, sun-kissed. Life is good, huh? Yeah, life's good. Life's good. Playing some golf and, uh, you know, just right now we got a little bit of downtime because you got the all-star game for the uh, of course. NHL and actually the AHL too are on a little bit of a break. So my job's pretty easy right now. Just uh, sleep in a little bit, play some golf and uh, before the season gets going again. First thing that comes to my mind is the, po- the photo that you posted to Instagram the other day that was, I don't know where you were. You were on the rocks, the ocean was oh. there. And my guy, Troy Aikman, writes <laughs> in and says, are you there? Where were you, Stoli? What were you doing? Were you uh, holidaying or something? Uh, I was at Cypress Point up in uh, up in Pebble Beach. They got one of the uh, well, they got amazing golf up there. There's probably twelve or so unbelievable courses, but Cypress is one of their best. And my ball wasn't there. Right, I was walking by. Right. We were going from the 15th green to the 16th tee, and I just look over. I'm like, oh man, that's a good pick. So. So just it. good for you, man. Yeah. That just shows you uh, what your attitude in life is when you can notice those moments. It's <laughs> like I got to take a picture, but Troy Aikman and you—you got to tell me. I guess you are married to one of his coworkers, right? So that yeah. you guys, boys, you and Troy. Uh, yeah. Something about Troy because he's my guy. He's your guy. Yeah, I I like, I'm a big that. fan of Troy. Yeah. Troy is—he's uh, very serious guy. He's very—he's um, particular. He's focused. He's prepared. I've never seen a guy. I go in the booth sometimes when I go to go to her games and. To see how how they call a game, Joe too. Joe, they're, they're there's not a surprise why they've been doing it for so long and why they're so successful. They're, right? They just prepare and the notes that he has, and then and during the game he'll look back and he'll be like, you know, he has yeah. fun with it. But uh, he treats my wife really well. They both do, and uh, he's a class act. I, I really like Troy a lot. I don't know. I would assume Aaron told you, but I was in Nashville hosting a sports trip with like sixty people, and your wife was out for a run. Did she go on game day runs or something? A jog. Was this? this was just a few years ago. Yeah. And of course, the people on my trip were rider fans, right? So you're Aaron stopped and yes. bam. Yes. And yes. said, Can I, I get a picture this. with you two this. rider fans? Yeah. yeah. How I can't imagine Aaron stops people to take a picture that often, right? Did, it, they were blown away. She told me right away. She was, Yeah, I ran into a couple of those rider fans of yours. So yeah, it was, it was funny. It's uh, never had a chance to take her to a game yet back home, but uh, maybe one day soon. Yeah. Well, and that's. Yeah, no kidding. I assume Aaron's been home, however. Yeah. How many times yeah. have you had her? What does she think about uh, the, the, the motherland? Times. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a little bit different than Florida, that's for sure, where she grew up and where we live now. But, um, you know, she says how, you know, it's all small town, how everybody knows everybody and how nice everybody is. That's just kind of what, what she says and what everybody usually, usually says as well, their first time back. Yeah, no kidding. So Super Bowl week for you, what does that mean? What do you got going on? Uh, she has a lot going on. I don't you, what have, do you have going? Have what do you got going on? on? I don't I'm interested much, in you. I don't got it. much going on, man. I'm uh, I'm gonna go to a couple couple of events um, for her, and then uh, one one event actually is on Thursday night. It's kind of a big deal. She actually won the uh, Pat Summerall Award. Um, so the congratulate that. Yeah. So it's Thursday night is the big banquet. So uh, that's a big day for for her, and I'll go obviously. And uh, her parents are flying in, and uh, I'll go to a couple other little parties, events, but that's about it. We're we're thinking about going to the game. I'm not. We're not sure yet if we're going to go or not, but we'll uh, we'll figure that. Yeah, out. Yeah, NBC has the broadcast. NBC, right? yeah, so. right. Well, I think which game was it? Was it the 49er game here, Cardinals game that they showed you in the front row, or were you at all the games? Oh no, I just went to the 49er. Yeah, the last game. So t- what was that like? It was a it was an unbelievable atmosphere. It was uh, you know you always see people say too that oh I saw a lot of red in the in the crowd you know and it was. It was probably, you know, 65, maybe That's what they say, 65%. Yeah, 49er fans. But to be honest, the Rams fans were, were loud too. They were almost just as loud. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see because like, both those fan bases, they created such a good atmosphere. It was, everybody was living and dying with every play. 
And I've been to a couple of Super Bowls, and that's kind of how it is. At some, you know, the Super Bowl that I went to uh, when uh, Tom came back and beat uh, beat the Falcons. It was just everyone was living and dying with every play, and that's how it was uh, the other night. Um, Super Bowl this time, you know, Cincinnati and the Rams. I don't know how that's gonna. You know, you don't have fan bases that are uh, too comfortable or too uh, used to know, this. Used to, used to this. We're <laughs> used to each yeah. other, right? So. Yeah, well, that's we were just talking about this before you showed up. That the the take I've got, we've been here since Saturday, is that this is a crappy matchup na- nationally. It's not the Chiefs. Everybody knows Patrick Mahomes, the yeah. star, right? Yeah. Who's the Bengals? Yeah. But I can find, still, I've known you a long time. I can find an exciting story about any yeah. game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's good. But what what's the vibe here about the fact that it's Bengals Rams? My kid, they got to be happy their hometown team's in it. Imagine yeah. if they weren't. Well, yeah. A lot of pressure on this team to be in the Super yeah. Bowl, right? With the moves they made, the draft picks they gave up to get Matthew, and um, and then you you go out and you get you know Von Miller, and you got you know Aaron Donald. You got these studs. You got this you know so-called all-star team. They're all in. You gotta. They should be at this game, and uh, you know it's one of those things where you just two quarterbacks that have never never played in a Super Bowl. Obviously, Burrow's his second year, mm-hmm. but um, for Matthew, twelve years in Detroit, and just never getting an opportunity, never having a you know a very successful team around him. And uh, yeah, that's that's a huge storyline right there, you know, for for Burroughs too. He hasn't lost a, a playoff game in no his college career or NFL career. So that's a, another cool little stat. That's what I say. If anybody's looking for for who to cheer for, yeah, I think we just pointed out why it would be the Rams. How are you with talking football? By the way, as a Saskatchewan guy who you know you were in Canada for a long time, even in your pro career, to coming down here, were you an NFL guy growing up? I wasn't. No, I was a yeah. Rough Rider fan. I was yeah. a CFL guy for sure. Even when I played in Edmonton, you know, I'd go to the Eskimo games a lot. And um, you know, here now, just being in the U.S., it's such a can't NFL, get away from no, it. No, <laughs> the NFL is it's it's something pretty special that they have. They have one day of the week, so um, yeah, I've learned a lot. Yeah, well, I got to ask you something. I got a million hockey questions for you before we break. Here, we got about three minutes. People were writing in yesterday saying you got Jared Stoll coming down, Kootenai Ice Legend, and I'm like, you know. <laughs> Yes, you don't hear that very often, right? Are you do you following the ice and what they're doing? The Winnipeg Ice, yeah, I, I do, I do actually follow. I, Kicking ass, yeah. Well, they didn't lose for the first what 20 25, games or 25 games, I think, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I still follow. We got a couple players in the uh, Ontario Hockey League. We don't have any anybody in the WHL, but I still look and see the scores and look at the standings of those guys for sure. They've been the number one team in Canada from the first week of the regular season till now. And first week, too, yeah. Wow. Like in the rankings, yeah. not necessarily record-wise okay. and so forth. But I just I was thinking about this this morning, getting ready for the show. Matt Cockle's the general manager. Yep. Did you play against Cockle? Was he a little? He told me I did. When I went. I'm pretty sure you would have lit him up. Yeah, he he was with Blades, us with the right? Pats. Yeah, Pats he was with. Then... Well, we Blades and Pats. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, but it's funny because you know with our great Clark Gillies passing yeah. away a couple of weeks ago, Clark he always said to me, he goes, Roddy, I got four Stanley Cups, but. My Memorial Cup is the thing. He goes, I can't say that I'm more proud, but not many guys have those. Yeah. You know what he's saying when he says that? I, I do. Yeah. It's just at that age, you're going through so much. You're going through school and, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're, you're living in a billet house. You're away from your family. You, you move away when you're 16, you know, 15, 16, 17. And, um, you know, your draft year is coming up and stuff like that. So there's a lot of pressure and it's hard. You go through 72 games of junior hockey, four rounds. Just like, you know, a lot of people don't understand. It's actually four rounds, game sevens, and uh, or best of sevens. And then you got to go to another tournament. Then you got to win a and tournament. Win, and win that against, against teams, the best teams. Against teams team. you have no idea or players yeah. you have no idea who you're playing against. So, yeah, it is, it's, a, it's a special thing. I'm really proud of that Memorial Cup team. And that was 2000, 2000, right? 
Oh, two was after we had it in Regina. Yeah. Where did you guys win it? In Guelph. Yeah. Yeah. We went to it in 2000 in uh, Halifax. Yeah. We weren't, we went 0 and 3. We just, uh, it was kind of a pretty big learning experience for us. And then, then we got back to it a couple years ago. And Blackburn ago. was your goalie. Well, I, I have to say this when Yorkton won the RBC, I recall this too. They should have sent you a ring because you were buying their breakfast, uh, <laughs> their meals. How did that come about? Remember that? I just bought the first one and then uh, the pregame meal. Yeah. And then they won. They won. So you know how it is in sports and, Everybody with their superstitions and stuff like that. So I it just worked. Yeah, kept it going. Here's my credit card. Just use it for this. Nothing else. Well, the junior teams don't roll too, uh, right? He's probably yeah. McMuffins. So. Jared <laughs> Stoll uh, with us here at the Weston LAX airport. We'll be right back. Maybe take some of our viewer questions. It's our Super Bowl coverage brought to you by PCL Construction. You're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. YouTube live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Similar setup. RP Show continues from the Weston LAX Marriott. Hotel. It is a Tuesday of Super Bowl 56 week. Rams and Bengals coming up on Sunday at 3.30 Pacific. We'll be talking about uh, the Bet Regal prop challenge coming up a little later on again when the Moose rejoins us. But Jared Stoll's with us, two-time Stanley Cup champion. we got to get into the hockey talk and hockey questions here, Stoley. So tell your fans in Canada and for our U.S. viewers what you are doing now with the L.A. King. I'm doing player development with the team. So that's basically from, from the moment we draft these kids at, at 17. You know, we're all at draft. We have a, a great development team. Matt Green, Sean O'Donnell, Mike Donnelly, who used to play for mm-hmm. the Kings in the 90s, uh, Glenn Murray. So that's kind of our, our squad. And you know, we, we take them in. We're, we're not coaches. We're just kind of we're guys that want to get them better, their fundamentals, work on that, work on just becoming a pro. You know, what, what's the purpose of why they're working out? What's the purpose on why they're doing a certain drill? We have development camps uh, basically the week after. Uh, the draft, all of our draft picks come in, and that's our first development camp with them. And basically just build relationships. That's what it's about, building that relationship so they can trust us, we can trust them, and hopefully becoming uh, an L.A. King one day. You love it? Love it. Why? What do you love, love it. about it? I just, to see the guys actually come up and be pros, and, you know, maybe you see something during the game that, they, that you, you told them or you taught them or you worked on that with them. And then uh, they're implementing it into a game, into an NHL game would be the, be the yeah. best case scenario. And, and we've had that going on right now with some of our young guys that are up playing with the Kings now and that we've worked with. And that's, that's the, you know, the proud moment when you're sitting up top and you're, you're watching your guys kind of do well. Tell me about uh, my guy, Austin Wagner. Because <laughs> I've been following, obviously, uh, yeah. with the Pat- Calgary kid. One of the fastest junior skaters I've ever seen. So one of the fastest skaters. He is, hey? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought if his hands and head ever catch up to his feet, look out. And it seems like they have. They're, they are right now in the yeah. American Hockey League. Yeah. He's scoring uh, a pretty good clip right now. But, um, you know, he had a good year for us uh, maybe three years ago. I think he had 12 goals. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Nobody really knew about him or knew about his speed. And he was, he was catching guys. He almost had a breakaway game. And. He was bearing. But was he scoring? I was going to say. Some of them he was. Yeah. yeah, Some of them. We actually had a little project, a little development project. It was called the Breakaway Wags Project. And we basically broke down all of his breakaways, most of the breakaways that were happening around the NHL. And we had to, you know, we had a presentation for him. We worked worked on it with him a lot. Um, Just kind of why he wasn't scoring, why we thought he was. And 
uh, he's a great kid. He's a, he's a funny guy to be around and, uh, yeah, has this, it's a gift, man. It's his speed yeah. is incredible. But yeah. do you see him as an NHL regular eventually? Uh, hopefully eventually. Yeah. yeah it, it's tough. It's tough to break in sometimes and stay, you know, you got to find that role. You got to find that, you know, if you're a tweener, sometimes if you're, you know, that really, really good AHL all-star player, or if you're in the NHL, you just can't crack the roster. You're kind of in and out up and down. And uh, there's a lot of those guys. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with him. The other thing, I hope you don't mind answering all my questions about the Kings. We don't get to talk about the Kings oh, much yeah. in Canada, right? Um, here, bud. Yeah, I appreciate it. No problem. Well, Quentin Byfield in the scary injury uh, at the start of the year. How's he come back? From He's that? come back good. Yeah, he yeah. played uh, probably more American Hockey League games um, than maybe he thought coming back, just getting him ready. Um, we wanted to make sure that he was ready to go when he came up and joined the LA Kings and and he's been good. He's been fine, skating good. And that was a, it was a tough injury because that preseason game, I remember, I think we were against Arizona at home here, and he was the third-line center. It was Kopitar, Deneau, and Byfield, and that was kind of how, how we want everything to go here for the next, hopefully, five years. Yeah. So, and he was playing so well that game, and then it was just a weird injury going into the boards with it, the way his foot was and broken ankle broken leg whatever yeah. it was so it's like it was a tough break for him but uh, he's come back strong he's a good kid he's learned a lot and i think he's gonna have a great career so what is the plan this is what i see with the kings and you tell me if i'm completely up to lunch but it seems like they got some really old stars and yep. some really young stars but yep. not a lot in between like is, is there a clear plan stoli yeah there's a clear yeah. plan yeah for sure are you on it on on track then to yes. this yes exactly we're Second in the division, probably a lot of true people wouldn't think we should be there right now. But um, Todd McClellan, has, he's a great coach, really, really good coach. Has these guys playing a, a good system that they're very disciplined at, and they're a hard team to play against and have good goaltending. I know there's some of the older guys, but uh, Jonathan Quick still has it. He's still played really well. Kopitar and Doughty, Brown, like you look at their numbers, they're still where they were five years ago. Mm-hmm. So those guys are leading the way. And then we, we got some you know guys in the middle, that secondary leadership group that you're right. They're just kind of getting their feet wet second, third year in the leagues. And, and those are the guys that are going to have to, to step it up a little bit. And, and they have, some of them have. Adrian Kempe was an all-star this year. Trevor Moore is having an unbelievable year playing with Philippe Deneau. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was this good of a hockey Oh, yeah. Player. We saw him in Montreal. Oof, I didn't. Stud. Yeah. Smart. Just you yeah. know, nothing crazy, nothing fancy. Just gets the job done and is huge being that second line center for us because behind Andre because Andre, Andre just did so much of the heavy lifting for 12 years now on this team. So it's good to have some help, um, you know, matchup wise and yeah. face off wise. And stuff well, like when that. Montreal went to the Stanley cup and now look where they are. I think the fact that losing to know, nobody yeah. talks about that. That's all huge. People are, it's all the response. Uh, the people on TV were talking about watching the finals against Tampa. I didn't, and I right. didn't know. I'm like every shift. It was like, Oh, it's the no kid, the no kid winning another face off, blocking another shot. And, and then we get them. So it's like, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny too. So I had Anaheim pick, to be what I say there, second or third in the division. And people are like, yeah, drunk. And I'm like, well, you know, Bruce Franklin, scout for the Ducks. Maybe you don't. He's a Regina guy. And okay. he was really selling Zegers to me and, yeah. and all those guys. What's the rivalry like between Ducks, Kings? Don't shoot me if I say, does it compare at all to Oilers Flames in terms of. Yeah, I don't think not it does. Not fights in the stands, but I mean yeah. for points and stuff between the teams. I don't think it does. Um, it did a little bit when I was still playing because we played him in the playoffs that, right. in the second round in, in 14. So that really got it going. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think playing in the Edmonton, you know, Edmonton Calgary uh, series for, for all those years, it was 
You know, it was a little bit different hockey too. You know, with uh, you know the yeah. fighting was still in the game a little bit more, and how physical it was. But um, you know, there's still some battles. But you know, I would say our fan base is uh, is a little bit bigger than theirs. But you know, yeah. they, they kind of go back and forth. But it, I wouldn't say it's like Battle of Alberta. No. Yeah, but well, what I hear from the people that know hockey down here is that Kings fans know the game, Ducks fans don't. <laughs> is that fair? Is that true? Ah, uh, we're getting in trouble you down don't here. Get but <laughs> well. The Kings have been here since what, 1967? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, do you, did you find that they really yep. know the game? I, I, they I, boo at the totally. right time, yeah. cheer at the right no, time. I, I would agree with you on that. It, and we had, we had, I think, almost 200 straight sellouts um, when I was playing here. And, you know, now it's a little bit different. They're trying to get it back. But, uh, yeah, to sell out that many times in Los Angeles, you know, a lot of people don't really, probably wouldn't realize that or believe that. There's a lot of other things going on. Yeah. Is that real? Other things to do, I mean, yeah. you know, but I just remember, I've said this. With these down years, the last few years with the Ducks, Kings, and Sharks, I used to call this Death Valley. Teams would come in. It wasn't if you would lose or not. It was how bad you were going to lose. <laughs> yeah. And I just wonder, do you think the time's coming that all three will be good again? I think so. Yeah, I think so. If you look where all three of us are in the standings right now, probably maybe a spot or two, you know, up more where people would have thought, right? Mm -hmm. Like nobody would have thought the Kings would have been second or the Ducks third. Or San Jose, I think there's maybe one spot out of the wild card position so um yeah i think san jose is a hard team to play against they they're big and they're skilled um you know i see it we've played them three times i think this so far and yeah it, it's a hard team to play i know we're a hard team to play and we will continue to be that way and in anaheim they just got they got a lot of young skill that right. uh you know you see it they're every fun night with their, they're fun to watch yeah, yeah so. it's like where did troy terry yeah. come from with yeah. sam Steele, yeah pat yeah. guy but florida where i spend half the time to me, that's become Death Valley. Teams are coming yep. in there to play the Lightning and Panthers. I heard that a couple of weeks ago with someone on maybe his NHL network or something. And yeah, you think about it and think, yeah, you're right. Who saw that yeah, coming? I know. <laughs> I mean, the Lightning have been good for a yeah. while. but yeah. Well, and the other thing uh, with Todd, I just want to spend a minute on Todd McClellan, who it's like nobody succeeds in Edmonton. I felt terrible for Todd, you know, getting fired out of there. Yeah. What is it that you like about him as a coach? His presence. His presence behind the bench, his presence in the dressing room, on the ice for practice. I noticed that. I know Todd. I knew Todd from you know Saskatoon days, and I, I know his sister a little bit, and so I, I knew him coming in. But I didn't. I've never sat in on a meeting, you know, with with the group, with the team, the trainers, and assistant coaches, and just how he ran that meeting, that first meeting. Uh, I was just super impressed, and you know, very detailed, very prepared, and that's just kind of showing now how the how the team is playing, um, knows the game really really well as well as anybody as yeah. well as anybody yeah. say that about a lot of guys but no he's he's a special hockey guy well i he just seems more relaxed too like i when he was in edmonton i am like todd me look so stressed big difference uh i would think coaching here versus there yeah right? you're not yeah every you know, every morning say for him for example in edmonton you got you got the press conference every day and you got what 25 30 different reporters or beat writers or whatever there and here you got four three or four you know on a daily basis so it's, I, that's what i noticed when i came over of from, course from edmonton and uh you know you can go six games seven games without scoring and you're not in the edmonton sun but do that. right well and that's the thing i i definitely do not want to get you in trouble here but just as an oiler alum um just from what you see because they'd lost their seven in a row and now it looks like they're back on on a roll yeah and the coverage like do you watch do you get yeah. tsn down here yeah. you watch all the time yeah. like people were Tip wasn't going to coach again, right? Like, yeah. we're pretty good friends. He, was, he didn't need to. Yeah. 
but he wanted to coach in Edmonton. He wanted to coach Connor. And then when the, when the fit hit the Shan, the analyst, somebody said, I can't remember who, they're like, Dave doesn't need this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but obviously you would know Dave from LA days too, right? He's a great coach as well. Yeah, he's a great coach. And yeah. Players love him. I, I know a lot of players. I don't know him that well, but I know a lot of players that have played for him. And yeah, they, they say he's a heck of a coach, players coach, has their back in any situation, won't throw guys under the bus. So yeah, he's, he's going through with them. It's kind of, and now the last maybe three or four games, a lot of their, you know, secondary scoring, secondary group is, is producing now, which is, has helped this little winning streak. But that's going to continue. That has to continue to happen, or they're not going to maybe even make the playoffs. And they yeah. need they need good goaltending, right? Like, then they've gotten that lately. But you need consistency. You know, yeah. you got can't go up and down like that and go on you know seven game winning streaks and losing streaks. And um, so if they get a little bit consistent here, they'll make it. But if they don't, I don't think they will. Yeah, huge part of Edmonton in your heart, I'm sure, though. Mm-hmm. Hey, it is. Yeah, you get back there much. Went back uh, well before pandemic here so it was about two and a half years ago went back with a couple of buddies and played some golf and saw some friends that over the years that i've um, you know stayed in touch with stayed close with so yeah edmonton's a always will be a special place in my heart mm-hmm. and love playing there well yeah but you were a star there but here your career went to another level why do you think that was uh daryl sutter and putting guys and putting pieces together where you should be played and where you shouldn't be and I had a pretty specific role here. We all did, though. That's how Daryl coaches. So I knew exactly what was expected of me and what I needed to provide on a, on a game-to-game basis. And I just, I loved it. I just took, had pride in that and wanted to, you know, show everybody that I was that type of player. Yeah, you didn't have a glamorous role. No. Right? No. But it was a role that you <laughs> filled well. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, got, I can't let you go without I was telling you that we spent half our time in Calgary doing the show from the Gray Eagle Resort and Daryl, like they're pouring the statue of Daryl for the front of the saddle dome <laughs> now because he's walked in there and done the same thing that he did in LA. What, what, is, what is it about him? His teams play hard. They play really yeah. hard every single game. And, and sometimes that, that's all it takes. Sometimes, you, sometimes teams don't have it, don't have that extra gear, but Daryl gets that extra gear out of you. Um, he gets that extra push. Uh, he pushes guys' buttons. And I'm really impressed with, Goudreau, the way he's playing this year, his, the year he's having. I thought going into it, I'm like, hey, Daryl's either going to break this poor kid or he's going he's gonna to have his career year. Yeah. And he's having a career year. And, um, that's what Daryl does. And, you know, you, you don't want to let him down. You know, he's, he's like a, almost like a father figure to, to me and to all of us he was. He just didn't want to let him down at all. Um, you know, you'd hear about it, but you knew what he was black and white with Daryl. You knew what he meant um, from what he said. And he was hard on us and hard on all of his teams. But, yeah, that's. You want coaches like that. I, 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 I always wanted a hard coach that, that pushes you the right way and, and pushes you as hard as you know. Like he, know he knows his players. and that's mm-hmm. the, He knows his lineup in Calgary. He knows them well. He knows how hard he can push them. He knows, you know, he's got Luke there. He's got Brad Richardson, Trevor Lewis, guys, guys that he's coached. And that I'm sure those three guys are helping the whole group as a whole, like a lot, too, just, you know, transferring messages, messages and stuff. Right, but is he a different guy when the cameras are off than what we see, he has, he has to be right. He doesn't let the public see that guy. Yeah. yeah obviously, or nobody would want to play for him. Yeah. He's, he's the nicest man. He'll, he'll go talk to your, you know, he'll have conversation with my buddies from Saskatoon, New Yorkton for, he did for like 45 minutes, you know, an hour. My parents, same thing. My, my brothers or sisters are just, you know, he, he'll put in that time. He's very, very personable, very personable. And uh, you know, he's, he's a good man. Yeah. No kidding. Um, Jared, lastly, 
For everybody that comes through here today, we're asking for a Super Bowl prediction. Warren Moon, last hour, by the way, has the Rams rolling in Super Bowl 56. Do you have one? I'm not going to ask you for a point spread or anything. Just straight up, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I'll go Rams. Rams in 10. Rams by 10? Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're going to roll. All right. Stoli, thanks for the visit. Always no great problem. seeing you, man. I appreciate great you helping you us out. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Two-time Stanley Cup champion Jared Stoll joining us here at the Westin LAX Los Angeles International Airport. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. All right, we are back. That not specifically is at the Westin LAX Airport Hotel, but uh, it's on the beach. <laughs> and uh, here we are. want to tell you again that the Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 online raffle is live now. And if you haven't supported yet, we ask that you do so today. Telemiracle.com. All the raffle proceeds will stay in Saskatchewan, be part of Telemiracle 46, supporting the work of the Kinsman Foundation. The Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day improve their quality of life and independence through gifts of mobility, equipment, and medical travel assistance. So ring those phones. What do they say? Have them knock them down. Right. Knock them down. Knock them down. But we're doing it online. Tickets can be bought by anyone over the age of 19 that is physically in the province of Saskatchewan. At the time of purchase, we'll be drawing March the 2nd. Please dig into your pocket and get her done. Uh, so a lot of hockey talk today. I appreciate that here from Super Bowl 56. Our coverage from L.A. brought to you by PCL Limited. The Moose back in here, obviously. And our viewers, for obvious reasons, going nuts about what's going on in the CFL free agency. It's a very big day. Opening day, February the 8th. Um, and I'm going to bring in some of the comments from the viewers here. It's it, Jason and Red Deer, big supporter of ours, fan of ours, says, uh, Greg Ellingson to the Bombers. How did I miss that one? LOL. Uh, James in Borden, Manitoba. I'm glad Ottawa and Edmonton are making moves to get better. The fans in both cities deserve a good team. Edmonton's been active. Ottawa's been active. They signed Jeremiah Masoli. But Jason says it well with, how did I miss Ellingson to Winnipeg? It is just a flurry today. It is, a flurry. Do you, you know the, the Instagram meme with Charlie Day on it, right? Yeah. The FBI with the wanted poster and the strings everywhere, right? Well, Greg Ellingson went to Winnipeg, and, and Kenny Lawler went to Edmonton, and uh, this guy went here. It's going to be like deciphering code, like the Matrix, to figure out where everybody's ended up because there are literally going to be hundreds of moves by the end of the day. It's, like you said, head spinning uh, today will be to kind of when the dust settles and you start to figure out where everybody ended up like the list is long really long yeah and i think to sit you know I've, I've seen the questions online and stuff from the viewers of the cfl viewers they're saying you know who's winning free agency you can't sit here today and even close to accurately answer no. that question we might be able to give a one you know an assumption tomorrow and say who do we think won but again, it's just, we won't know until we get on the field. But we have, to, we have to sit here and let this settle because it's hard to remember who all moved. We could sit here and think, well, Edmonton's done pretty good. Ottawa's done pretty good at free agency. Um, I think those are probably the two that jump off the page for me. 
But then I'll sit there in my hotel room tonight and be like, well, wait a second. Toronto did this and Montreal did that. Maybe I was wrong. So, yeah, it's hard today to sit there and predict. I did see a funny comment from somebody saying that John Huffnagel should go into the Argos Hall of Fame as a builder. <laughs> How about Which is that? quite funny. I didn't know specifically who or what they were referring to. Like, did somebody recently go? Like, who are we talking I about? I think they're here? just talking about the slew. Like, the- last year, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, the other one is, I don't know, you got to pull it up. Willie Jefferson's tweet. What did he say? Uh, he was talking about Lapo stealing all their players. Signed a couple more players from uh, from Winnipeg. So he said, uh, uh, Lapo out here poaching all our guys. It was a fun, playful play at his former coach. Right. Darvin Adams was one of those. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Jason and Red Deer throwing this in. Says American receiver Kenny Lawler signed a mega deal with the Edmonton Elks reportedly worth $300,000, making him the highest paid non-quarterback in the CFL. He's quoting... Justin Dunk there. Janice, the Stamps fan living in Edmonton, says, I know Huff is saying he can afford all he can afford is McDonald's with all of his signings leading up to today. Maybe we should be sending him some taco time. It is Taco Tuesday. Today would be the day. Two dollar tacos at Taco Time. Did Huff say that that I can afford McDonald's? He maybe. I I don't know. If he Who did, cares? It sounds good. If he if he Oh he said Okay, that? so if he said that when he shows up to the Gray Eagle. Is it next week or the week after to come and visit us? I'll have have some taco time ready. I'll have some taco time and McDonald's ready for him, okay? Uh, Janice goes on to say, waiting for Trevor Harris's announcement as well as with Elks kicker Sean White going to the BC Lions and no punter in Edmonton. She says, I wonder what Jones is doing for a kicking team. Don't worry, he'll find one. That won't be a problem. Wayne in Victoria, BC says, did anyone hear where Trevor Harris ended up? Trevor said we were going to be the first to know. So, Clark, do you have a cell number? Do you want to shoot him a text? Shoot him? I think he has it. Shoot. Uh, Trevor Harris, you want to shoot him a text and see where he's going? He said we would be the first to know. There was one thing, Bob Irving, Bob Knuckles Irving. He's like me. Retired CFL play-by-play guys that still enjoy the Twitter thing. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Staying in the game. Through social media. And Knuckles says, 300, if i am got it right, $300,000 to Kenny Lawler. No wonder CFL teams have financial issues every year. And that's the part of this league that I just can't unsee. You know, writing checks that you can't cash. Uh, yeah. And uh, if I, uh, this is the Jason and Red Deer show. He says, are we pretty much waiting on the two Harrises now? Trevor Harris and Andrew Harris. And see, he makes a good point. Free agency's changed from when I worked in the league full-time and that they have this pre, what do they call it? The legal tampering window. Yeah. A week before free agency opens. So you can make offers before free agency opens. And that's good. I, apparently the NFL has the same thing. Yeah. Um, but what we used to have, what I called, you know, phases of free agency. Day one was phase A and all the big names went. Bo Levi signed here. Mike Riley signed there, right? And then the phase B was day two, day three, right? Not the big name guys, but the next level guys. And then we got into phase C, which was the guys you didn't hear about until just before training camp that they signed with somebody. Right. Stragglers, danglers. Yeah. And sometimes you'd get a big name on that list. 
who was waiting because all the money was signed and doesn't want to sign for less, right? And they figure out who, got, who doesn't work out and who gets hurt. But rarely would you see a huge name on that list. But now they just let you tamper, right? They don't, they don't call it tampering because they knew it was happening anyway. Well, I actually am impressed with how they came out with that, and they call it the legal tampering period. Again, it was a hybrid, I think, of what the NFL is doing, but at least they were upfront about it. The CFL is not that upfront with much of what they do. Yeah. Here they were. And I'll say it again. Joe Smith says, hey, Rod, where do you think Speedy B will end up? Former league MVP, Brandon Banks. I will say to the team that will pay him the most money. How about that? All those people that were writing, writing me last week, Rod, where will Duke Williams end up? With the team that pays him the most money. Take a break and come back and put all the topics on the table. By the way, Rick Ressenthaler's watching in the City of Champions. And he says, 2 nothing Oil Kings over the Pats after one period. Pats on a four-minute power play after Connor Bedard got high-sticked. <gasps> Is he okay? <laughs> we'll be right back with Overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We have dropped the puck. It is overtime here in beautiful Southern California. And overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Just a quick sports update, Moose. Canadian curling coach Mark Kennedy will move to become the alternate for Brad Gushu's team on Wednesday. Kennedy previously served as the assistant coach for the mixed doubles team. John Morris of Canmore, Alberta, and Ottawa's Rachel Holman lost 8-7 in an extra end to Italy in their final preliminary round game. Canadian figure skater Keegan Messing was ninth in the men's short program today. At the, uh, a day after arriving at the Beijing Olympics, the 30-year-old from Girdwood, Alaska, who was a late arrival after testing positive for COVID, skated a clean program to score 93.24 points. And here's one I want your take on, Moose. Are you lining up our tour at Game Plus, by the way? Uh, later in the week. Ah, okay. Olympic organizers say there are 32 athletes in isolation facilities after testing positive for the Rona. And the average time spent in isolation is seven days. They say 50 athletes have also been discharged from isolation. The disclosure came after complaints by athletes about inedible food, dirty rooms, a lack of training equipment, and internet access. So it sounds like a prison. And I just wonder where you are on that. I'd like to see those for myself and just say, are they being whiny, entitled people? Or do they have a legitimate beef? I don't know. I'd have to see it for myself. For the Olympic athletes? Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Because when you go to an Olympic Games as an athlete, look at, there are athletes that are making a lot of money, endorsement deals and speaking and when you have a high profile. But if you're not winning gold medals and doing that consistency, consistently it's hard right you got to get a job after and so this is your chance to be a star the olympic stage so you kind of want to be treated like a star right you're not getting millions of dollars so you expect to go to the olympics and have some amenities and some red carpet treatment so when you don't get that i understand why the athletes are frustrated for sure but you also need to understand we're going in a pandemic to a country all across all the way on the other side of the world 
they may be trying to pull some things together to make it work for you. So I feel like we need Scott Moe running the Olympics. <laughs> How about that? Because he would walk in there and say, if you're not sick, you're playing. And I think that's the positive test. I think that's the big thing for the testing. It's not even about, you know, because we're, we're pretty sure that if you're vaccinated and you're doing your part and whatever else, and the virus is getting hopefully weaker, that we're not seeing as many people get sick. It's just a matter of trying not to spread it. So if you're not sick and you're not really uh, feeling ill, let's go play. So I see that some people have taken the off-ramp to COVID town in the comments section, and I kind of did, but I'm turning around and coming back. You can pull a U-turn. Yeah, I'm not going down the road to COVID town. All I can say is when we show back up into Alberta for next week's shows, I'm hoping that those COVID restrictions have gone away. I really do. Although being in Los Angeles kind of makes you feel like being in Canada. Masks everywhere in L.A. County, right? Yeah, but I haven't found it to be a big deal. Nobody's really on you about it. It's That's just not terrible. Everybody outside, even at the experience when you're outside in the, in the areas, it's no masks on. Dude. Once you've lived in Florida. I know. Anywhere else. This place is a prison! <laughs> you Florida people. Right. Jeff Y. is watching in Hamilton on Game Plus Television Network, where we're carried on Koji Co. Cable and Rogers Cable. Jeff from Hamilton texts the 902 line, and he says, Hey, Rod, $300,000 for Kenny Lawler? Is he going to throw to himself for that price? Bombers replace him with Ellingson for probably close to 200000 They win that one. And contrary to what you think, we love you in Hamilton. Do you want to see for yourself? He said they that. They did not. I swear to God. He said that. They love me in Hamilton. LFG. This is a watershed I, moment. I have yet to see proof. Although we do have a Hamilton friend coming to one of the Super Bowl parties that we're going to be at this week. We'll see how we get along there. Right. Uh, Dan, sorry, Dawn and Regina, the Bengals fan, he sniffed that we were mocking his Bengals fandom. And it's a picture. He says, this is for Moose. My son, Brett, and his girlfriend, Ashley, went to the divisional championship game in Kansas City. Darren would know him from the Huskies. The photo of them at the Bengals game, just so you know. So okay. they are, there are legitimate Bengals fans in Saskatchewan. They're not like the Sasquatch that we've heard of but haven't seen. <laughs> Similarly, they, some of those guys look like Sasquatches. but Yeah. And some Bengals fans have infiltrated the hotel. I've seen that. Yeah. This week. Yeah. I haven't seen them. Yeah. Although you and I keep different hours. That's right. Metal Shingle Guy writes in regarding the Saskatchewan signings and free agencies. Derek Moncrief, Sankey, Larry Dean, Mika Tights, Micah Tights, looking good at linebacker. If Morrill will be the feature back, do they go for Brandon Banks as the returner receiver? He says, well, Rod Duke could have signed with Chris Jones for the 300000 Lawler just signed for. Instead, he opted for 260000 so he didn't go for the money that Jones is throwing around like Skittles. He, I don't think he has a relationship with Chris Jones, though. Guys that know Jones want to go play for Jones. I don't think Duke Williams has a relationship with Jones. I could be wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Mark and Melfort, where they do the Melfort shuffle. He says, CB98 gets high-sticked, and it's only a four-minute power play? Players should have got 10 to 20 
but with good behavior out in five. Yeah, a, a jail sentence is what he's saying. <laughs> if you dare, high stick, Connor Bedard. Uh, Jeff. Ah, Jeff Kozak's watching. He says, awesome interview with Jared Stoll. His parents live beside us in Emerald Park a few years back. What's he think of Bedard? I meant to ask him, and I was somewhat starstruck. I'm not going to joke. Obviously, I've known Jared a long time, but the guy's a big deal. I'm a little sweaty under my armpit pits from interviewing him. You want to oh, say the wrong thing? When you're on a first date, and your palms are clamming up and you're getting sweaty. As we often say, if you're nervous, it's because you care. It's yeah. a good thing. I cared. I don't, ah, was it last minute? Last minute of playing the RP show before we go welcome the Bengals at the airport and they go on a tour of Hollywood. Told the story of going to the Stanley Cup party at, uh, in Yorkton, the parade. Yeah. And Jarrett was like, Rod, would you mind coming up and just putting a car in the parade? I don't know if we're going to have that many cars. It was bigger than the Macy's Santa Claus Day Parade. It was huge. In but Yorkton. he didn't know. In Yorkton. And I wanted to stay overnight, but I had to have the car back. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. What do we got coming up tomorrow? Farhan Lalji, Sage Alvarez, Mo Egger. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. That's great. Thanks to Jared Stoll, Warren Moon, producer Clark, director Jordan, technical producer Rocco, and all of you people. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here in L.A. from Super Bowl on Game Plus. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> How about that? For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.